Welcome to the Knitting on the Run podcast. Show notes can be found at knittingontherun.podbean.com. You can find me online on Ravelry and Instagram as Windswept Monique, on Twitter as Windswept Knits, on Facebook as Windswept Designs, and I'd love for you to join our Ravelry group. You can also email me, podcast at windswept-designs-online.com. Hello and welcome to the Knitting on the Run podcast. Today is Tuesday, July 25th, and this is episode 18, the SSK episode, also known as SSK, so much fun, even the introverts are here. I will be doing an awful lot of talking about the Super Summer Knit Together, the retreat that the Knit Girls host in Nashville, Tennessee, every year. If you don't want to listen to that, I completely understand. After the whips and wearables section, I'll be doing most of the SSK talk. You can skip over the out and about section. But if you're ever interested in going to a knit retreat, I'll tell you a little little bit about my experiences. It was my first SSK, and I had a marvelous time. As always, this will be knitting and running in 30 minutes or less, and here we go. I brought three whips with me to work on at SSK. The first was the Firebird pattern by Romy Hill, which is a gorgeous shawl designed for red yarn. I'm doing this in Blue Heron Yarns Egyptian Mercerized Cotton in the Carnelian colorway, which is sort of a dark red tonal gradients ranging from about a, a mid-range red to a, a dark burgundy. And this is a beautiful shawl. I wasn't sure I'd actually be able to work on this much because it is a very complicated pattern. It is a Romy Hill lace shawl after all, but I did get to work on it um, on the plane both ways and also a little bit that last morning when life was calmed down and we were all kind of a little tired and just working on projects and maybe not yakking quite as much as we had the previous few days. I finished the central flower, which was knit in the round, and in that last round chart you bind off the tops and bottoms, and then you work on the wings. It's sort of a a central flower with like phoenix wings, phoenix rising from the ashes type look, and the wings with little feathers that hang down hang off either side. I'm currently working on the left wing, and I am, I've just finished that first feather that hangs down and the decrease after it, and I'm on to the second, and it is gorgeous. I can't wait to finish this shawl. It is going to be absolutely beautiful. The second pattern that I brought was specifically for the plane, and I did work on this a bit on the plane and in the airport as well, and that is a hitchhiker shawl by Martina Baim, aka Strechlik. And I'm knitting that in Ito Yarns Kinu, which is 100% silk. It's more like a raw silk, not a finished smooth thread. But since this is lace weight silk, it is tiny, tiny, tiny on the comb, even though you have hundreds of yards and it weighs next to nothing. Since I'm knitting it on size 2 needles, I can scrunch it up into a tiny ball, throw it on my carry-on, knit it in public, super easy. And I did work on this a lot in the airplane and also quite a bit at SSK itself. And the last pattern I brought to work with was the Empire Top by Lily Go. If you've been listening for a while, you probably remember this is the pattern that crisscrosses the bust, and when I first got to that point, it was way, way too big through sheer dumb luck and um, of me shrinking. 
and a little bit of, of a screwed up math. So I have recast on the night before the retreat, and I'm knitting that in Frog Trees Peekaboo, a discontinued blend of cotton and bamboo. This is a tunic that crisscrosses across the bust and then is fitted around the ribs and flares out in sort of an A-line tunic over the tummy. I'm looking to wear this with leggings and boots this fall. It was the main whip that I worked on at SSK and I got a lot done. I don't quite have it back to where I was when I had to frog it, but I'm almost down to the raglan arm separation. So I did get a lot done, which was great. And I do have one more whip, not from SSK, but as a result of SSK. Last night, I cast on the Triang Shawl by Lee Meredith. I have all of probably a half inch done on it, <laughs> but I'm working on it in Araucania's Yumbrel, which is a, not sure if it's lace weight or thread weight technically, it's tiny. And I'm working on it on size one needle, so this will take forever. But I will talk a little bit more about this later and why I cast this shawl on particularly with this yarn. Onto wearables. I wore lots of knits at SSK. Being Nashville in the heat of summer, they do keep the air conditioning turned up pretty high, and so some of the rooms could be a little chilly at times. I wore my Stella Maris shawl by Anna Victoria, and that is a shawl I finished just a few weeks ago for a date night with my husband on Cape Cod. I knit that in a Brody's Knits gradient kit, and it's a beaded shawl, and it's gorgeous. I got some really nice comments on it while I was there. Thank you ladies very much. I also wore my linen butterflies pattern and that is a pattern from me. And that is knit in Louie's Euroflax Sport. And that was fun so I got to wear that one out in public. And the last pattern I, I wore was um, my version of Thoughts by Hohi Locatelli. I call it Thoughts on Small Needles because I took the numbers for the extra large size, but knit it in Araucania Yumbrel. Yes, the same yarn I just cast out the shawl on. I'm using the remainder of those that yarn. But this yarn is itty bitty tiny, so I think I knit it on size two needles, size ones or size twos. I'll have, I'm not 100% certain. I, I did not write it down in Ravelry, which I should have. But the resulting is about a size medium, and it's a beautiful, lightweight summer sweater, and I love it. In Out and About, I went to SSK for the first time, which was so exciting. It normally runs Wednesday to Sunday, but uh, I only went uh, Thursday to Sunday because I needed someone to watch my boys. So my mom and dad came over and watched them for Thursday, Friday, and into Saturday morning while my husband worked. And I left at sea, I think I had a 5 a.m. flight Thursday morning, so I was up at 2 to be at the park and ride at 3 to catch the bus to Logan Airport and be there by 3.30 for my 5 a.m. flight. Boy, I'm not going to do that again for a while. Not as young as I used to be. I'm not 20 anymore, and waking up in the middle of the night gets a little bit rough after a while. But I spent four days in Nashville with about 150 amazing other knitters, vendors, teachers. It was wonderful. Uh, thank you so much to Laura and Leslie and also to Gwen and Sarah and Mama Linneman and everybody else who worked so hard to make this weekend a success. It was marvelous. I'm so glad I finally got off the wait list and was able to go. If you've ever been on the wait list and haven't gone yet, keep trying. It's worth it. Just put your name in, cross your fingers, and I hope someday that you get to go as well. 
I took two classes and two breakouts. And I wouldn't recommend taking any more than two classes. You do want that socialization time. Two, two was enough. I took the variegated yarns class with Margaret Radcliffe. I really learned a lot about how to read your yarn and how to make some of the colors pop in your gradient and other colors fade, how to use texture to bring out the colors that you like, and how to make your actually knitted object look like that beautiful cake of yarn. You know how when you wind it up, you have that cake of yarn that comes off your ball winder and it's got layers of yarn in it so you have a lot of shadows playing and oftentimes with a pretty variegated yarn you like the look of that cake better than you look you like the look of your finished knitted item in stockinette well that's because your your cake has shadows and texture that your knitted item doesn't so really looking and playing with various knit stitches and in various ways to make the different colors pop and sequence i learned so much it was really interesting and, and the long and short of it is if you're working with a variegated or speckled yarn play with it before you cast on make a giant swatch it's okay you can rip it out and use it later but really play with your yarn and find the pattern that works for your yarn don't just pick a pattern and hope it works because it doesn't always I also took the Triang Shawl class with Lee Meredith, and that was incredible to see a little into how her mind works. If you don't know Lee, she's known for using unusual construction techniques to make amazing patterns. This shawl, even though it's a sort of off-balance asymmetrical triangle, I think is the term, it's an asymmetrical triangle shawl. This shawl has no picking up or binding off, even though it's done in three sections. So we actually knit miniature versions of this shawl in class and were able to learn a lot about all the three sections. We learned her sideways cast on and how to consider um, what looks like the middle of the row actually as the beginning of your row and certain techniques that feel wrong at first but actually make an amazing product and project and, and finished design once you get used to it. If you're good at working a pattern exactly as it's written. I highly recommend this shawl for you. It is extremely well written. And if you do exactly what she says, you will get an amazing shawl. But you have to read carefully, read the entire pattern before you cast on. And as and you know, even if it feels wrong, just keep going the way it's written. It will work out in the end and it will look amazing. And I mentioned earlier that I cast this shawl on last night. Uh, after having knit the Araucania Yumbrel gradient that I have, which, side note, is peach and pink and sort of bluey purple, bluey gray, depending on the, the skein and the colorway, or the exact um, dye lot of the colorway. Um, having knit that into a stockinette sweater, as well as into a lace shawl, I, I've played with it a few times and played with it a little more. I think that yarn with... Lee's shawl and the changing number of rows to make the triangle and changing number of stitches per row will really work well with a gradient yarn and make sure I don't get really crazy gigantic pools or you know I can avoid the intentional barber pole striping which is what I don't want to get. So I'm looking forward to how that shawl turns out. I also took two breakouts with hip string. If you don't know hip strings, she and her husband are um, fiber artists and uh, spindle makers out of Pittsburgh and Jill is so nice 
In the first breakout, I learned how to use one of her supported spindles, or I should say, I learned how to use a supported spindles. She brought some of hers for us to use in person, and that was a lot of fun. I kind of got the basics down, and I made a rather horrible looking single, but I made one. That was my first time spinning ever, and it was really exciting. And in the second breakout, I learned how to spin cotton on a drop spindle, sorry, a supported spindle. And by the end of that second one, I had a halfway decent single, and I'd learned how to use her smallest and fastest of her spindles. You need the faster spin from the smaller spindles to work a shorter length fiber like a cotton or a yak or a silk. And it was really neat to hear about how you can blend some fibers and to use those short staple fibers together in ways maybe you didn't think you could. And then of course, Saturday was market day. And oh my god, it was so much fun. I'm never going to remember everyone off the top of my head. I'll put them all in the show notes, but I'll just talk about who I went to. Um, I went to Fat Squirrel. Amy Beth is so much fun and amazing and smart and intelligent. If you ever get a chance to talk to her, you should. Also, her bags are amazing. I had pre-ordered the SSK bag, and I love it. It's just the right size for the Firebird shell, so that's already living in there, and I love it. Hobbledehoy and her mom were there vending together in a booth. Um, Their colors are just gorgeous. I love them. Unfortunately, I'm allergic to all of them because they all have sheep's wool, but oh, they're beautiful. Go check them out. Hipstrings was vending, so she had a variety of different kinds of fibers as well as her spindles and the bowls to use with the spindles. And her colors are also gorgeous, and she carries a really fun selection of a variety of fibers. Definitely check out her website if you're looking to spin something a little more unusual. Um, She has the wide variety of cottons. She has the yak. She has the silk. She has, you know, she's got the, you know, regular merino, that sort of stuff as well. But if you want to go a little bit, you know, outside your comfort zone, and and she's got a lot of fun fibers in really gorgeous colorways as well. Ross Farms was there with their natural fibers, and they were beautiful. Of course, I couldn't touch any of it because it's all, you know, sheep from their farm. But, oh, if you like the natural colors, they were gorgeous. Miss Babs was there. So for the first time ever, I actually got to look at Miss Babs' yarn in person because, you know, you go to Rhinebeck, you can't even go anywhere near her booth. The line is out the door and around the corner. So it was fun to actually look at her colorways. Jerry Brock was there with her spindles um, and and a bunch of um, support items there. I did buy a bag from her. It was another woman. I'll put the company in the show notes. I think it was Castle something. And they were, um, you know, the the small triangle bags were just the right size for her spindles. Well, they're also just the right size for a perfectly small knitting project. So that was lovely. Uh, Jinx was there. Her colorways are beautiful. You should totally check her out as well. Oh lord, I'm missing so many people. I went to Whimsy and got a couple bags there. If you like Doctor Who, they get some great Doctor Who fabrics in stock. I pre-bought myself my Christmas gift from my husband and my boys. I bought a Dalek vinyl bag, so part of it is vinyl and see-through, and then the top and bottom is Dalek fabric, you know, exterminate, exterminate, that sort of thing. As well as a different fabric of Doctor Who's TARDIS to make a sort of paired, um, it's a uh, needle holder. So that will go well together. And I also picked up a Notions case and 
Oh, there was just, I, I actually, by the end of it, I thought I'd bought a lot, and then I saw everyone else's bags, and I realized that I had been completely under control the entire time, had not blown my budget, and, and you know, had no issues repacking my suitcase. There was a few folks who did. <laughs> but, you know, that's okay. That's what they went there for. And I also just want to say, you know, some of the women I met were just amazing, spending that much time with such intelligent, kind generous, helpful people. You know, if someone had a problem with their pattern, there was immediately four or five people willing to help out. If you forgot your scissors, you said, does anyone have a pair of scissors I could borrow for a, a minute or two? You know, three or four pairs were handed to you. It was so much fun. And, and just, you know, people were going out of their way to be friendly. And as I said earlier, so much fun. Even us introverts showed up and had a great time. Will I try to get in next year? Probably. I'm debating whether to try to get into SSK again next year or take a year off of trying to get in and attend something a little more local. I heard about a retreat that I've never been to. It's probably only about two hours from my house, so I wouldn't have to fly, which would be really nice. So, but I'll let you know once I figure that one out. Last segment on the run. Well, it's only been, what, five or six days since we talked, I think. And I've run twice and walked a lot since then. I'm really excited. Uh, my feet, the bursitis that I had for which I went to the physical therapist, hasn't been bothering me. My knee hasn't been bothering me. Um, since I was up at the crack of dawn on Friday, the day after I arrived at SSK, I went for a run about a mile or so around the Vanderbilt campus. It is a beautiful campus and it was nice, even though it was a strange city to me. I'd never been to Nashville before. I felt perfectly safe running around there at 6.30 in the morning by myself as a woman, which is nice. You don't always when you're traveling alone as a woman. I also upped the number of run-walk intervals I did from five to seven, and that felt great. And then the next day on Saturday, I went for a walk with PA Nitwit to the Parthenon, which is about a mile away. For those of you who don't know, the Parthenon in Nashville is a reproduction of the Parthenon in Athens, except it's the way it would have looked before, you know, the last thousand years of history and the Turks using it as an arms depot and then it accidentally exploding and all the things it's been through for the last millennia or so. And the, they recreated the statue of Athena inside to the supposed height that it was. We didn't get to go inside. The, when I was down there, they were experiencing a heat wave, even for them. And on Saturday, it was going to be 100 with about 80% humidity. So we decided not to walk over there in the middle of the afternoon. We went before breakfast. So we got to see the outside and it was lovely. And it was really neat to see it with the marbles in place up at the top. And that was fun. I, I have seen the Parthenon in person, and I have seen the Elgin Marbles in person. But as you may know, the Parthenon is in Greece, and the Elgin Marbles are in London, so they're quite a ways apart. And seeing them together was really neat. Uh, today, I went for another run. I continued with the seven run intervals, and things are feeling good. My knees are a little creaky. I have done a lot of running and walking over the past five days, but um, aside from the creakiness, everything feels okay. I think just to, you know, give my body a little rest, I'm going to hold off on running again until the end of the week. But I am so happy to be slowly increasing my running in a healthy manner 
And I can't wait. Uh, I am starting to look at races for the fall. I'll keep you posted if I will be attending any, but I, I plan on running at least one, if not a couple of 5Ks. Mind you, I am going about this, you know, slow and steady. So I'll probably still be running and walking. So I guarantee if I'm running a race with you, you will probably be faster than I am. But hey, you know, you know, finishing the race is better than DNF, which is better than DNS, which is better than never setting, you know, never trying to in the first place. So as we say, just get out there and put one foot in front of the other. Well, that's the end for this week. We managed to squeeze it, most of it in. I am already over 20 minutes though, so I am going to hold off on pattern stocking and talking about the try it on room at SSK for next week. So we will have an extended pattern stocking section next week. Uh, but I would really like to chat with you all about some of the patterns that I was able to try on and some of the fun people I was able to meet who knit those garments and kind of talk about some of the surprising ways of things that fit that you didn't think would. So we'll save that for next week. Well, I hope you had a marvelous weekend. I know I did. And keep something beautiful on your needles. See you next week. Bye-bye. <laughs>